Welcome to episode 62 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I'm your host, Messy Genro, and I'm joined tonight, today, this morning, whatever, by Yemen Sevens. I, I, I jumped the shark too early. I'm like, oh, I'll put the first letter of your name at the start. And then I'm like, E, e on Simon doesn't work. No. Um, and Seelan Kimson. Seelan Kimson. That sounds like an exotic like a- name. I like it. Seelan Kimson sounds like some sort of like plumber superhero. Yeah, it does a little bit. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Get out of here, Mario. Mario, there's a new plumber in town. Wait, is Mario's last name Mario? Yes. I think it is. I think for all intents and purposes- Nintendo fucking hacks. Let's talk about this real quick. Let's talk about this real quick. Because in an interview with Shigeru Miyamoto a couple years ago now, I think 2018- I believe his name is Miyamoto Miyamoto. (laughs) um, He was asked what Link's name is. And he's like, well, it's Link. And he's like, okay, but does he have a surname? Yeah. What is it? Link. So you're telling me that the main hero of the Legend of Zelda Link, franchise Link. is called Link Link. Yeah. Miyamoto <laughs> shouldn't be allowed to come up with surnames for his characters I, ever again. <laughs> ever. Could you ima- imagine if him and like Kojima made a game together and all the characters are called like Heartman, Heartman and stuff like that? <laughs> like it's the two worst naming conventions in the ga- in, in the game. Pardon the pun. Don't pardon the pun. It was a good pun. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good one. Thank you. God awful. Absolutely. Do you you think maybe there was a mistranslation and perhaps he was just trying to say there was only, he only has one name, like Link. Uh, 100%. It was a a misunderstanding, miscommunication, but it's become law. Not L-O-R-E. I mean, L-A-W. You have to leave Link. (laughs) And Mario, Mario. Mario, Saint Mario. Yeah, and then Luigi Mario. They'll take legal action against you if you don't, so- Luigi's surname being Mario is just the biggest slap in the face. And he's been slapped <laughs> in the face a lot. <laughs> like, just a final insult. It's like, hey, yeah, you're, you know, you're constantly in the shadow. Also, he's half of your name as well. Yeah. Like, just Sorry, dude, but you're really never going to be able to outshine your brother in this case because he is half of your name. Let me invalidate your identity, boy. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi's Luigi's Mansion. That's what, that's what it says in the lease. Wait, it's Luigi Mark. Luigi, Luigi Mario's Mansion. <laughs> Luigi Mario. This is the dumbest thing we've ever spoken about. Uh, but it's weird, it's weird because we're actually talking about games in an intro for once. Yeah. So maybe this is why we avoid it because we talk about dumb shit. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. I played something really interesting. Today, Fuck, I'm, um, so, I'm so I'm so glad one of you picked up the ball and ran with it. Just saying, because if if all I got from you guys was good, oh, um, mate, I was I, gonna take away your surnames. I've been looking through Game Pass for weird games to play, right? And um, mm. I picked one called Double Kick Heroes. Um, it's it's literally what it sounds like, uh, Jesse. As a as a fan of you know mid two thousands heavy music. Fan of the genre, yeah. Fan of the genre. I think you you would understand immediately what the content of that game is. It's a rhythm game based around like metal, basically, and uh, yes, it's got this beautiful pixel art style, and it's not great. 
I'm not gonna lie. When you say when it's, you said double kick Kiro, I'm like, oh, it's a brawler. And then like, yeah. you talk about it really funny. I'm like, did Kiro like brawlers? When did this happen? And then when you brought my name into it, I was very confused. But now I understand you, and I would like to play. Is it is it is it fun? Um, it's fun at first, but it gets boring and a bit monotonous after a while. I did the first two chapters, and then I died uh, against something because um, the difficulty seems real uneven and. It's also quite challenging because you kind of you have to look at where the notes are coming from. Like it's a Guitar Hero esque thing, but it runs horizontally, and then you ah. also need to pay attention to your screen above that because you're shooting down infected hordes of zombies and sharks and chickens and stuff like that, and you need to direct where your gunfire is going. So each note you hit on your on your path is uh, a bullet fired. And you need to decide whether it's going in an upper lane or lower lane. And you determine that by which, where the enemies are coming, basically. And that will change which button you hit. So it's quite comp, it's, it's harder than, well, I, I feel like they're trying to do a little bit too much. Yeah, like, if they, if yeah. You just want to do double kick, like yeah. Guitar Hero, quite a popular game. There's many rip offs off it. So if you're going to rip it off, just rip it off. Yeah. And Don't Guitar Hero, add it, other stuff to it. It, it works because it's intuitive. This isn't yeah. intuitive. So um, I ran into a war with that, but there's a lot to like about it, I have to say. It's funny Maybe that you mentioned It's funny that you mentioned that, Kills, because I uh, start I downloaded and started playing a um a roguelike which is based on music and rhythm yesterday. Ooh. Um it's called BPM Bullets Per Minute. Oh yes, and I've heard I've of that heard one. Of BPM, yeah. Loads yeah. of people who have like it's one of those things that sort of existed in my periphery for a while, and then uh, last night I found oh I've got three unused Steam gift cards literally sat here on my desk, and I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just use them on that, and mm. I played that for a bit, and it is really fun. It is hard. It is unforgiving, and sometimes a little bit too punishing. But it never feels totally unfair. Right. It, you always feel like, ah, oh, mm. that was my mistake. Oh, I screwed that up. That was my wrongdoing. That's Not, what you want. Yeah. With the rhythm and game. I've I, heard BPM talked about pretty fondly when people start talking about rhythm games. So yeah, and it. I'm, I'm intrigued. The soundtrack's really good as well. Like it's the right sort of like metal, like the level of like sort of heavier. Heavier stuff. Um, and yeah, I ended up playing like an hour and a bit of it in just one go. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. Be damn good. Well, I've been playing games this week as well, but I've been playing games that we're going to talk about. So we may as well just get jump straight in because we've had, had one of those magical weeks this week where two very, very good games have come out on the same day. We've had an Animal Crossing slash Doom Day part, part droit. With Returnal and Pokemon Snap both coming out on Friday the 30th, I want to say. Friday 30th of whatever last month was. April, June, whatever it April. was. Thank you. Um, so, we're just going to talk about them because I've been playing the shit out of both of them. And I have many, many thoughts. Let's jump into Pokemon Snap. And so cool. I'm going to handball this one straight to you because I'm, I'm very interested to see where you land as being... Quite a quite a Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what are you, your first impressions, initial thoughts? Not blown away. I'm not hugely impressed with it. That I think it currently feels very slow, very grindy, 
and like just a little bit too repetitive. I'm not loving it right now. But yeah, that is the promise that. of something really good underneath. But wait, let's start, let's start on that point because that's my complaint at the moment as well. It's very slow. And just mm. you look at the systems being presented at the start. I, I'm not that far into it. I don't think you are either side. No, no. I'm I've heard from a lot of people saying the start is really, really slow. However, it's also, I'm also trying to think like Pokemon Snap 99 was the same. Yeah, yeah, and obviously if you didn't earn enough points then you'd have to do the whole level again to unlock the next level, which, which is fine for a 1999 game which only had about eight levels anyway. But Yeah, I think the thing that kind of makes it a little bit more annoying, a bit more of a bugbear, is you know how much content this game has. Mm. So when it's feeding you really, really slowly, like they'll introduce a new... Yeah, system to you like you can use your scan and we've gone through all this stuff before you can use your scan and it can uh, make Pokemon uh, interact with you a little bit differently you get better photos and stuff of them it gets explained to you and then you do a run and then you come back you load up your photos you get them marked you save which ones you want and then a new thing will get taught to you and so it's like every time a new lesson gets taught to you they'll let you make you do a level which is fine and it's a double-edged sword because I like seeing it's the nice. changes it brings to each run. Yeah. So when you do the scanner, it's like, oh, wow, these Pokemon that I know interacted a certain way without it are now different. So you can see that progression. You can see the effects, but it's just very slow how this is happening. It's yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Um, and that also then sort of leads into the point about it being really grindy with the photo decks. So the whole gimmick is you're supposed to fill out a photo dex and you need to take photos of Pokemon in varying capacities, I guess. So there are there's a four-star system. And your, your photo will inherently be one of the four stars. Doesn't matter how good the photo itself is, but based on the pose of the Pokemon, it will be either a one, two, three, or a four-star uh, photo. And the really frustrating thing is, is that to fill out your photo decks, you need to get one of each. So you need to get one where the Pokemon's just standing still, not doing anything. It's just like, that's it. Get a good photo, and that could be a platinum one-star photo. And you go, okay, cool. Then you take another photo where it's like looking behind it or some, something like that. It's looking away slightly. It's re reacting to something that you have done. That'll be a two-star photo. But you could <laughs> submit one photo. When you're done with the level, even if you took six photos of that one Pokemon and you got two one-stars, three two-stars, and a, and a three-star photo, you can only submit one. You pick one to submit, and that is it. Then you have to go do uh, the level again. I believe we've got a question from the press pit. Keelan uh, Simpson? Yes, hi. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time Pokemon showing interester. <laughs> um, <laughs> what the fuck? Are you, Sorry, are you, okay. You're telling me... Okay, you're telling me that they took the opportunity to teach people how to compose good photos, mm -hmm. to, to take good, high-quality photos... And they made it so that it's dependent on what the actual Pokemon character model is Not doing at the time. Quite so, I think I think it, it's very misleading the way the scoring system works. I don't like it at all. No, I, I think hate the scoring it. system is the weakest part of the game because 
the four stars are basically the four type different poses. Don't even think of them as scores. These are the four types of things you could basically take a photo of a Pokemon doing. And then w- when you get that star ranking, then you can have a score inside of like beyond that. So you could have a 2000 point one star photo. Cause say it's one star pose, which is standing still, but you've taken a good photo, good composition, well sized. You may have another Pokemon in the background. You get little bonuses here and there. So suddenly you have a 2000 point or 3000 point one star photo, but then you could get a, 1,000 point two star photo because you've taken a poorer photo in its second pose. So yeah, and it's the really points, weird how it's done it. The points are quality. The star rating is nothing. Just basically, the, the star rating is just more. This is the uh, the category we're putting it into. That so is yeah. really misleading, it's really and it's, it's it's really strange. It's also again, it's frustrating in the sense that you can only submit one photo. So At again, time, you've, yeah. you've taken like a really good two star photo. But you've already got a two-star photo in your photo decks, but you know that's going to give you more points than that three-star photo, which uh, I was zoomed out a little bit too far or something. You know, I didn't zoom in at quite the right time or whatever, but I got the photo. So mm, I need that one for my photo decks, but I'm not going to get as many points, which means I'm not going to level up, which means I'm not going to unlock the next thing. And at the same time, I guess, (laughs) it's something from spamming shots. Because if you see a Pokemon moving, you're just going to click, smash down. You take like 72 photos per run or something like that. Yeah. You just spam shots and submit them all. And just know that your scattershot approach will cover all bases and you'll get full points. So it's up and down. And Keelan, to your point about the game teaching you how to take photos and stuff like that. It does. Very, very basically. It's just about composition, what you have in the background, size, you know, centering and stuff like that. Good. I think when you come down to want to be wanting to be more artistic, you definitely can, especially with um, once you've taken a photo, you can retouch it, which is a nice, I think it's really, really cool. If you want to save it for your own collection, you can go back and it'll let you tweak the photo you've already taken, zoom out a little bit more, maybe move the camera a bit. These won't get points because you're obviously cheating the system, but just for your own personal album, um, which I, I really like that touch. That's where you can get a bit more artistic and stuff like that. But I I wouldn't expect a game to really be able to read artistic vision because no. that becomes, that's a whole other issue. It's giving very, very um, strict sort of me- metrics it's going to rate against. And they're super simplified. And I think, again, this is a game made for a younger audience. So I think that works better for them. But you get, well, I don't, I don't know, you know, photography. As, as long as I'm complaining about from my perspective, you know, the, they have an opportunity to teach uh, young people about the basics of composing a good picture. And if they're doing that, that's fantastic. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> like that in and of itself, they do they do nail that. They, they say like, ah, oh, you get more points for having the subject of your photo nice front and center. If it's looking at you, you get extra points. Like if it's looking directly at the camera, you get a couple of nice extra points. Um, if there's a Pokemon going on, like walking around in the background and it makes it a bit more interesting, then, hey, look, that's quite cool. You get a couple of extra points for that. The, the thing with Pokemon facing directly in the camera, it's like Simpsons characters. They look fine from the side, but the moment you see Mr. Burn yeah. fa- face on, you want to go to hell. Some of them there are There are some Pokemon you take a photo of, like, take a photo of Wormpool facing it head on, and it's just like a white, it's like a dick, basically. <laughs> what I really want, ideally- is for this game to eliminate any future possibility of 
children growing up to be men wearing reflective sunglasses and taking photos of themselves from just a front on bottom direction in their car while they rant about you know weird conspiracy theories. but how, how else if, if it mean, can do that it has succeeded as a video game <laughs> no they'll, they'll know that when they're going to set their facebook photo as a picture of their car they need to take a photo of the car that on it needs to be centered you can have one of your mates in the background for extra points yep um you know if you're holding a fish make sure the fish is in the shot okay yep. <laughs> don't just look down the camera and, and take 400 photos because you stuffed up and it's all, it's all chin um so i came up with a rebranding for pokemon snap if you if you guys are interested unpaid child laborers are forced to take professional quality photos this okay thank you for bringing this up i have an issue here i have an issue here with all fucking pokemon lore okay these professors how long does it take you to study to become a professor of biology in real life you reckon Oh, like upwards of eight years. years of study. Like, I think to become a professor, I think it was like a minimum of six. Yeah. Six. And there's a bunch of learnings before that. So let's just round up to say 10. Let's say 10 years because you would have prior learnings that you would have high school and stuff. You need to do well in high school to get there. Um, yeah. So you've been learning for about 10 years. Okay. Let's just say Professor Oak, your Professor Mirrors, which is a professor in this one, have done all that. Why is it that they get to the position of professor and then realize I don't have anything to research? This guy has become a professor. He has an admin assistant. He has a whole thing. He's got an Ordino that constantly just walks behind him doing yeah, nothing. Yeah, what the fuck is that thing There's like doing? six EVs as well, just on his property. And he's gone, hey, kid, I don't know what these things are. <laughs> I don't know what any of these monsters are. I shouldn't be here. Can you take photos of them and then we'll put them in a computer that already knows what they are? I don't understand what is happening here. I if he just said, hey, dude, I'm looking to write, like, I've got, like, a research thesis I'm putting out there and I need photos of, of Pokemon to properly display them in certain, you know, in the environment, in their biomes, interacting with each other, like, with each other and stuff like that. That makes sense. But he's like, oh no, we want to just compile all the data we have on Pokemon. It's like, you should have that by now. Yeah. Imagine, imagine being just a kid, okay, in Australia, and there's a professor of Outback Wildlife, and he's like, hey kid, here's a camera. Can you take a photo of those things that are jumping and have the bag at the front of their belly? I don't know what the fuck they are. <laughs> take a photo of them and we'll find out. And then they come back and he's like, oh, computer says it's a kangaroo. I'm going to jump on Wikipedia and find out what that is. Wow, a big marsupial. It doesn't make any sense. What is your role in this game? And I know this, the, the plot of a Pokemon game, especially one like Pokemon Snap, is meaningless and that is fine. But come on. Jesse, it's obvious. He is a professional academic and he has come into a new field. And he's using his resources All right. to you want to stand try and okay. ease exactly. He's trying to ease his transition into this new field. But I also like he has an assistant. Um, do you know what the assistant's name is? Si? I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember her name. But even she's like, "Hey, professor, why aren't you sending me out?" <laughs> yeah, like, hey, I I've applied <laughs> for the role. I'm just sitting here. There's actually one really good part where the professor is explaining how. A photo is marked. What makes 
Because he talks about if you could catch a, if you can see a Pokemon doing something unique, um, or something interesting, and you get more marks for it. And she turns around to him and she's like, um, Professor, you've never really properly explained what that means. Yeah. And then he turns around and he's like, oh, you know, when, when it comes to the computer and it says it's a unique photo, you'll know. And then she looks back at you and she's like, well, I guess that's all we're going to be told. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like self-aware for a second. I'm like, yeah, like, it was really clever. Jarring, um, but really, I, I liked it. Because she, she seems like over this shit already yeah. as well. I like her a lot. Um, I also want to mention the voice acting in this game and how awful it is. Um, I accidentally set the voice acting to English by accident because uh, I was just pressing A to go through the options and get into the game. And I wanted to become deaf immediately. Let's No, no, no. I'm not putting up with this, Simon. If you're playing Pokemon Snap to judge the voice acting, that's a you thing. I mean, look. It is one of the annoying things where it's like, they could have... I don't know, it's all sorts of stuff about like localization and stuff like that. But um, it's one of those games where every now and then they will speak a full sentence. But other than that, it is subtitled. And they'll just be like, what? How did that happen? Interesting. And then you, like, that is like the context you're meant to read the line in. Just, just do it all or do it, do it none. Yeah. Um, but. Well. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm not, we- I, there were a few moments where I was like, well, oh, this is just painful to listen to. But even the Japanese voice acting is starting to really great. Um. Because the professor will just said the same two lines every oh, yeah, time he's he grading a photo. Every time he gets thing. a new Pokemon, it's like, dude, oh, shut up, it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yep. But I do like, I do like how how often they both say, "Ooh, that's big." <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay, oh, all right, wow. guys. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on. Like we've, we've spoken about everything, but let's talk about the Pokemon. Because the Pokemon are great in this game. Yes. So one of the things I've spoken about a bunch of times is I'm sick of Pokemon games. I get to fight them. I want to just see them just about, out and about. And this is the best example I've seen in a game because seeing them interact with each other in their natural environment, being playful, just chilling, having snoozes. You see um, uh, herds of Bufalant running in the distance. It's beautiful. I, I, I love the world. And they're a lot more active than I expected. There are a yes. lot more things happening at once. And it actually becomes a little stressful when you play. Because, like, oh, I can use a fluff for it here or the Illumise orb. Or I can use my scan or should I take a photo of this one? So as you're focusing on one Pokemon, hoping to get a good photo, you know there's, like, five other things happening around you. You could be taking photos off. So it does really... While it can feel grindy... It doesn't invite replayability, which it, I, I quite like that. It invites replayability, but I don't think it encourages it in the right way. And that's the problem. I guess it more relies on your own curiosity rather than actual yeah. scoring and progress. Um, that's fair. But with that being said, there are, for example, there's um, a Pokemon very early on in the first stage that flies past you. And trying to get a photo of that fucker is almost oh, impossible. Dude. Oh, no, I'm going to send it to you. I got a, it's a Mulga. Yeah. And I took a beautiful photo of it. I want to print it out and tattoo it on my chest. 
Well, you it's can get a, you can stunning. print it out with a special printer from Fuji Film. Uh, Story Mode, the video game podcast, brought to you by our friends Fuji Film or um, Fuji Xerox or whatever the fuck, whatever it is. Just yeah. sponsor us. Um, <laughs> yeah, it can, it can be annoying, especially the the one that swoops. So you have a few pelicans. I don't know what they're called. Um, they're flying about, and every now and then you turn around and you're getting swooped by something. Yeah. And but it's like, it does, oh, like, if I'd taken a photo of that, that would have been really cool, but I missed it. So my, now I've got to I really do the like, rest of this I, level. I don't think either of us are further in, uh, further in enough to have really experienced the branching paths. No. But something that gives you a kind of a taste of what that would be is the nighttime sections of the map. So you replay yeah. the same run at night and it feels really different. You see Pokemon that you saw running around and now it's like having a little naps. You see different Pokemon being more active. You realize there are a few things that you saw during the day that was like a nighttime Pokemon sleeping. You could just see like it's you know, an antenna or something like that. These little touches um, are really, really nice. And I'm like, I, I like the idea of seeing that same map from in a different way. And with the branching routes that later down the track, seeing that from different angles is going to be really interesting. Especially the first level, there's, a, there's like a cliff. And like, oh, there's something, oh, I know there's something there, there's something that happened there. Mm. And that's the thing, like, in, in and of itself, it's not bad by any measure. The gameplay is inherently quite fun, but it's just the way it rewards you and incentivizes you to do certain things is super unappealing. It also gives you requests, and it's like, hey, can you get a photo of this Pokemon yawning? And so you go and do the nighttime route and then you've got to try and like bother a Pokemon or hopefully, you know, try and make something happen that will bother the Pokemon and get them to wake up a little bit and yawn. And then you go, yep, yeah, cool, that's a photo. And you have to submit that photo, regardless of how good you may have thought it was. You have to submit it in order for the request to be filled in. Because yeah, I mean, that makes sense. A- They're not asking you to score that photo. I've got a question for you, Simon, actually. Because you seem to be a lot more down on this game than I expected. Mm. Same. <laughs> but you really like the original Pokemon Snap. I mean, I think the original Pokemon Snap series is clever. What's the difference? I think with Pokemon Snap, I take into account the fact that it is a 1999 game. And yeah, it cool. is a representation of the restrictions of hardware at that time. Whereas this is a 2021 game. Gaming has come a long way. Quality of life changes and video games have come incredibly far and i don't feel like i should be i feel like i'm dragging myself along to play this game but at like, this point in time things like uh um the the activity like the little challenges that you mentioned before they're not really a gameplay limitation that's no. like an add-on it's like hey he's like a new little aspect to, to, yeah to, but then of course out. part of me goes ah oh, i must do that now that is a thing that ah, has yeah, to be enough. done also, I do want to very quickly talk about one of my biggest minor issues with the game. Like, it is such a minor issue. Yeah. It's not going to bother anybody else but me, but I fucking hate it. And it is terribly designed, and I'm angry about it. If you are in the main menu, and you can choose to go into your area, as it's called, which is a bit weird, you can have a look at your photo decks. And the first time you do that, it's like there's loads of exclamation marks and every Pokemon has an exclamation mark. And I thought, okay, cool. I just need to open up the folder on the Pokemon and then flick through them and that'll get rid of the exclamation marks. I don't like exclamation marks. I, I want it to be ticked going. off and done. 
But no, you have to then click on the photo and you have to go through every photo of every Pokemon to get rid of the exclamation marks. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Simon, I hate it. This is why you and I get along. This is one of my biggest bugbears in gaming right now. Yeah. It like, the, it's so minor. But like, I want to know, like when you go, you play a game and there's like audio logs or there's research notes or whatever, there's some sort of data and yeah. you want to know what is the one that I just picked up. But yes. instead you go in and it's like, oh, there are the thousand that I haven't even looked at and they're all flagged. Why can't, why can't I just be like, clear it all? And then I can start kind of going anew from here. No, I have to yeah. click on each one. I just, I oh. hate that. Like, I know the photo that I took literally 10 seconds ago. I don't need to zoom in on it. I don't need to just open it up to go, okay, yep, you've ticked it off. I know I've ticked it off. Let me just get rid of the exclamation mark, please. Like, ah, I don't like that. I do not like that. It's, it's part of, I think, that, like, RPG um, mindset and, like with a lot of action games these days and how they do hide, as you said, like the audio logs and the like med- oh, medallion, which has a bit of lore information in it and stuff like that. It's that sort of thing. My brain goes, aha, that's what this is. You must look at it. And then I go and look at it and I'm like, okay, well, I haven't ticked it off. Yeah, but you've got to make sure you tick it off. Yeah, it, 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 it's annoying. And then you're... You're not reading the information. You're trying to scrolling through them just to I'm get those little just like spamming the flags fucking right off. shoulder oh, button so to get annoying. through all of these photos as quickly as possible. All right, let's move on to the next game because it seems like we're just we're gonna start repeating the same thing over again. Speaking of repeating the same thing over and over again, oh, hey. right. Returnal is another game that came out on Friday the thirtieth of April, and this is a game that I've been hyping up for a real long time because when I first watched it, it gave me those same. Goosebumps, the hair stayed in the back of my neck that Control did. And I have to say, I was right again. Returnal kicks ass. And it's kicking my ass because this game is excessively difficult. And uh, it also <laughs> reminded me that I'm <laughs> real bad at video games, which is nice. So, for, the, for those who don't know what Returnal is, you play as a astronaut, explorer, researcher, whatever you call her, um, named Celine. She crashes on a planet called Atropos, and she's, she's going after the white shadow signal that she picks up on a ship. She crash, crashes on this planet. Hilarity ensues, and then every time she dies, she wakes back up as the ship crashes, and she crashes again, and she repeats, and she crashes again, and she repeats. Um, much like, you know, probably our personal game of the year of 2020, Hades. Um, mm. this game's giving me real Hades vibes. Mm. Cross, imagine a big soup, and you put Hades, Control, Metroid in there, and then you put the art style of Annihilation and Prometheus. These are all things that are ticking boxes for me. Ooh, um, fascinating. I like it. That. Is the oh, sorry, just out of pissing down rain outside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is to date, the best showcase of what the PS5 can do for me. I mean, it's made by um, House Mark, and they, whenever I think of them, I think of Retur- uh, I was gonna say Returnal, I think of uh, Resogun, which was like, oh, yeah. the PS4 launched, well, the PS3, PS3, wasn't it? PS3 or PS4? PS4, PS4 launched with Resogun. Yeah, cool. 
PS4 like a launch style that just showed off what the PS4 could do, and a lot of like particle effects and stuff like that, um, and a bullet hell gameplay, and that's what they've they've done here. They've just transitioned it over, um, into you know a basic action game. But they they don't miss, they mm. don't miss. The, I don't know how they have made the bullet hell feel work in a game like this, but the action combat I think. When it gets rolling, it comes very close to firing off the same synapses in my brain of control, which is very, very high praise to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just... What, why? What, what's, what's happening in there? It's fluid and fast. It runs just silky smooth. I don't know, I don't know much for frames per second. I don't give a shit about them. But the fact that I've never noticed a frame rate drop is... is really impressive considering all the shit going on like your screen is covered in things happening um i have watched quite a bit of footage and there's crazy particle effects there's projectiles flying everywhere there's a lot of zipping around it's overwhelming things it it can become really overwhelming but when you get you get a bit of a flow state with it and you're dodging stuff as second nature and you're firing as your primary thing Mm -hmm. It's super, super addictive. Um, the moment we stop recording this, I'm going to go play it some more. Yes. But like I said, I'm no good at it. I haven't passed the first boss. I can't pass them. I got really close before. So I, I, I want to understand what's them. so challenging about it. What's what's difficult? What's kicking your butt? So kind of like, okay, let's, let's I'll scale it kind of back a little bit. Like with Hades, I'm gonna I'm gonna compare this game a lot to Hades because Hades is probably the closest um, comparison I have. Yeah. In Hades, you go and you lose a lot. Of, you lose all your boons as you, when you die, but you come back and there's like a few minor things that carry over. Same with this. Now, my major complaint with this game, and this is something that I probably will get better if I read the logs more, probably. So it does come down to me a little bit, but also it's just a little bit messy. The amount of different collectibles there are. There's obolites, there's um, ethers, there's different weapon things. It's all sorts, okay? Um, having to collect all that to then upgrade your gun. So the guns have two different firing types and they're sort of randomized. So there's so far the weapons I've used before is a machine gun, a shotgun, and a pistol. And they'll have a randomized secondary ability. So there's like a uh, electricity gun sort of thing think of um uh you know the matrix <laughs> i don't want to trade the matrix you know when they're on the ship and cypher loses his mind and he like electrocutes them with that electricity gun yeah it's yeah. that it's that gun that's cool that's, um, pr- that's pretty cool so you got that you got one that shoots out just like a horizontal wave of bullets to start bouncing around you have one that short, sort of shoots like a grenade that blows up and it shoots bouncing boards around mm. they're all things to make to you know to show off how good this game looks um but you need to actually do some stuff to even find them it's kind of luck when you find a good gun a lot of the time plus you're collecting these, um the obolites or obolites or whatever they pronounce however they pronounce you can use to upgrade different uh aspects of your of your character you have these parasites that can latch onto you and they can give you buffs but also um kind of give you um i forgot what they call them in the game 
But basically there is a, a plus and a minus for everything you do with these parasites. It may be that you get 10% better weapon proficiency, but enemies, when they die, they die in a pool of acid and they'll kill, they'll burn you. Ah, so it's like the uh, boons you get from chaos. Exactly, yeah, exactly. The chaos yeah, they're, they're chaos boons. So there's that balance you need to go through. And it can be really frustrating when you get to... Because every time you make a run through as well, the, the world is randomized again. So okay. there are sometimes like I'll go to the second room, quote unquote, and the boss battle, I can just go straight to the boss battle from there, but I haven't obtained anything at this point. So it's like, oh, I'm going to go through this long winded route and try and get powered up, I guess. In that, you may die. It's just. But it's kind of giving I- you the choice to like. <laughs> go that path like if you have made yourself into like a very competent player you can just go straight into that first boss 100 i've seen people that's online cool. who've beaten the game on their fifth run Ooh, uh, that's the best i've seen ever the fifth run i'm seven runs and i haven't beat the first boss and i've got no shame in that i remember when the game came out for review a lot of uh, reviewers and stuff i follow on social media are just like we have no clue how people are going to beat this before embargo yeah. is up to review it because it is punishing, but it, it's still, it's still fun, and I'm just, I'm just in love with the world because it's so, it's so bleak. I don't know why I love it so much. And oh, the monsters, going back to the Matrix, they look like squiddies. You know, the squiddies from Ooh. Matrix Revolution: The Reloaded. Yeah. They look like imagine those crossed with, um, the the you know panther robots from Horizon. Yes. But imagine if they were made of, like, oil. Gross. <laughs> yeah. I don't like what? that. <laughs> Actually, it's very Death Stranding at times, this game as well. Like, yeah. I, it, it's one of those games where it just feels like... It, it's definitely got its own identity, but there is very clear strands of other things' DNA in it, and that is not a bad thing. I like when a game really, you know, shows where its inspirations lay. Um and yeah, I think Death Stranding play play a really big part in that. Now, another complaint that I have, and I know a lot of other people have, is there's no saving mid-run. Um, runs can go, you know, the longest run I've, I've had probably 90 minutes or so. Close to, yeah, probably an hour, an hour and a half. Um, and if I quit at that time, it's gone. I start back from the start. That's really annoying. They've, has Mark come out and said they have heard loud and cleared the feedback, and I imagine something will be introduced. But obviously, I'm just judging on what it is now. That can be annoying. Um, um, there's there's no way to sort of put it into suspension or anything like that. You, if you want to like, you could put your PlayStation to sleep mode. Yeah. But so so it's mm. nothing actually baked into the game itself. Mm. It's a hardware thing you need to do. If it's, and that's taking, if it's taking that long per run, then yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I, mm. I get it because it's a roguelike, yes. and yeah. that's what it's supposed to do. It's the same with Hades. You can't pause halfway through um, your run. You can't uh, you can't do that for um, BPM, which I was talking about in the pre-show. Um, you know, you, you can't pause that halfway through and go oh you know i'm gonna save here and leave it be but those runs are a lot quicker a lot more condensed yeah, like, exactly and yeah, a hades I, run start to finish is like half an hour yeah, roughly 30 minutes averages out to about about that yeah 
unless you unless you're great at the game like like me i'm not gonna break i think my best run is like 16 minutes that's pretty I'm good. I'm gonna brag. It's pretty good today. Um, so why are you so bad at Returnal then, hey? Fuck uh, the boss. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, well played. Uh don't know. Don't know, but I'm still having a lot of fun with it. Also, um being a Sony first party game, this is obviously gonna showcase what the system can do. And it's the coolest use of the dual shock. Uh, the dual sense so far. Mm, okay. Uh, especially when it comes to that, that haptic feedback. You feel when your secondary weapon um, uh, ability recharges. You, and you can actually feel it build up in the controller. Oh, so as you're handy. fighting, you'd wanna, you don't want to have to check it. You that's feel it great. build up. It tells and it has you. A, it has a very, very distinct vibration it does. And you feel it. And it's different depending on what your secondary ability is. So you, I love that. You always know what you've got. And then as you're walking around, little things like you feel the rain. And it's, cool. it's, it, it sounds wanky, but when you actually do it, it's like, this is nice. This is genuinely um, engaging. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's clicking with me. It's making me like the jewel sense a lot. Um, the, the lock on the triggers, if you pull it halfway down, you'll kind of go a little bit down sights with the gun. If you pull it all the way down, you go into secondary mode. Little things like that. Very, okay. very nice. Okay. Just, um, yeah. I've been reading a lot online about people's takes on the game, what their experiences has been like. And the the most common thread that everyone hits on is addictive. Everyone brings that word up. What is so addictive yeah. about it? Uh, it's 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 really strange that the two games I'm playing right now are designed to be played in bytes. Because whenever I play Pokemon Snap, I, I play, I, I I do one run and then I save the photos. So that can take me, say, 10 minutes, whatever. And I kind of know that at a fixed amount of time that I've been playing this game, and I can put it back down and then go to something else and come back to it anytime. If I have a longer amount of time, I can sit down with Returnal. And I think the, the addictive quality about Returnal is, although I've died many times, I feel like my run is never broken. When you load the game, there is no menu. The game starts. You turn just, the game on and your ship's yeah. crashing. Cool. Okay. You die. And as the, as the jewel scent is still rumbling from that last hit that killed you, you are on, your ship is crashing again. So Genuinely feels like a loop. There's no uh, friction to yeah. get into it. It, it, it just good. goes. It just goes. And one of the coolest things I've been telling, Talking about um this about talking about this to Keel in a fair bit because this is just one of those little touches that just like oh oh give give me get to be all tingly all over in Hades and again I'm comparing it to Hades again when you first play it and you go you're trying to escape hell it's Zagreus's first time doing that okay so when you get there and it's like oh you know I I beat on my thirtieth run you. Zagreus got out on the 30th attempt. Selene, when you start playing the game, you were not Selene's first attempt at escaping. You constantly find remnants of yourself throughout the world. Your okay. the game is the the law that you collect, everything telling you about Atropos and its inhabitants, its creatures, um, the civilization that could have possibly been there before, is told by you. You find your own audio logs that you can't remember recording. 
you find weapons that you dropped. You find items that you dropped. When you're running around and you see skeletons everywhere, they're you. You are, I don't know if I'm Celine's, you know, my first attempt was Celine's 10th, her or her millionth. I don't know how long she's been there. And it's so interesting stepping into a story that feels like it's midway through completion, not the start. I don't know. It's such a cool narrative device. And that's the part that's really locked me in. I see. Okay. Mm, um, I like it. See, that, that that leaves me with more questions, which I'm assuming I'd have to play the game to find out. But Exactly. There's also just like design ways that's so bold. Now I do I mean I do have a complaint, and I imagine this is because I'm garbage at video games. Um and after you beat the first area, I imagine that it will become you go to like a different biome. What I've seen in the trailers is, you know, there's like a like a snowy area or something like that. The mm. the area I'm in at the moment is raining, it's rocks and caves and and lots of laser beams. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm very eager to see what comes next visually. But yeah, when this game's popping off and you have a a room full of these like green semi like uh, organic sort of floating beams shooting little tracking dots at you, and you have these wolf things that shoot these horizontal lines of dots again everything you like shooting dots at you and you these squid bears that jump at you they turn gold it's exhilarating absolutely exhilarating a lot of squids many squids yeah this there is a lot of like technical wank they're showing off like hey look at look at all these squiddies tentacles like oh shit i've got to say like (laughs) seriously it's impressive that they can do this stuff and then they've got these particle things just exploding around everywhere constantly like Like, i'm amazed by this i'm amazed by how busy it is and how smooth it seems to be as well it is is silky smooth i feel like and this is going to be a good transition to our next topic we're now starting to see what the ps5 can do we always knew it was going to take a few months um and now we're starting to get our first proper glimpse i think i think to me we've only had one game give us a glimpse of what this generation could be and that was astro's playroom while it wasn't the most like didn't push the system was system to its limits, it showed the clever things that the system can do. Mm. Yeah, um, it showed. Yeah. I mean, it showed the possibility. Exactly. I mean, you got games like Demon Souls that just look amazing, but it's like we 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 get the game was designed with certain limitations. So it's only gonna it's gonna look great and run great, but it's not gonna do anything else that the PS5 can do. Um, this is time to give our first hints and segue. The next game we're gonna talk about really shows us um, another. Uh, uh, what, what's the list of I'm going to use? String in its bow? Is that it? I think it's the same. Whatever. So. whatever. The arrow in the quiver, I guess. Just going yeah, whatever. Look, the PS5, what we're trying to say is the PS5 is pretty fucking cool and it's fast. And Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, is going to show us how goddamn fast this thing is with SSD speeds and such. So last week, man, Friday was a big day for, for video mm. games. Mm. Um, we got the Ratchet and Clank state of play. Now, it wasn't the Ratchet and Clank state of play. It was a state of play that showed Ratchet and Clank for about 50 minutes. Um, we also got news on a Subnautica sequel, and Among Us is coming to the PlayStation, um, along with a Ratchet and Clank skin. Mm, adorable. That's cool. 
this is just following up on a trailer for Ratchet and Clank that got released earlier in the week um, and just yeah, showed us some additional gameplay and explained kind of, you know, what the story is roughly. Um, also introduced us properly to the mysterious female Lombax that we uh, were shown in the initial reveal uh, last year, I want to say. Uh, her name's Rivet. Rivet. Ratchet Rivet. and Rivet. Very Rivet. clever. Yeah. Um, story-wise, Ratchet and Clank, they're separated. Yes, they do this in almost every one of the Ratchet and Clank games. It's like a classic trope for this series. Um, but we get to see Nefarious City. So the big, the, the hook of this game is dimensional travel. Um, uh, Dr. Nefarious has this dimensionator gun and he sends you to a dimension where he always wins. So in this place, he's become Emperor Nefarious uh, the city is called Nefarious City. There are massive statues of him. People worship him. And let's just start with the city. Oh, yes. Please. Keelan, go for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Hot take coming in right now. You've heard it before, but I'm going to say it again. God damn it. This is Night City done right. <laughs> this is better than CD Projekt Red <laughs> pulled off Ooh. earlier with Cyberpunk. It's Bad incredible. Miles. Holy shit. It's There's like- so many little details. <laughs> Wow. It's such a living, breathing, and vibrant world. You know, when games are like, we want a level to be a character within the game. And some games can, you know, obviously hit that. This nails it because mm. yeah. it, it feels like the, like, there's so much going on in the background of the part where you're walking through like a, a, like a night market sort of thing and you just see traffic moving everywhere. It looks like they wish they were able to do this when they were filming like, um, uh, Fifth Element. Because I'm going to roll Fifth Element vice and all the, tra- yeah. the traffic fly around and stuff like that. But then on the ground, it's very night markety, I guess. <laughs> it looks so cool. Yep. It looks so yeah. beautiful. Um, it does. So, oh, and how about the part with the night? The Okay, we're going to get all- This is going to be a very scatter shot, us talking about this, because I'm so excited about this. Even I'm excited about this. And honestly, I'm and probably not going to play the game. But like, you holy crap! <laughs> watching God. this trailer, um, Good. let's just say, like this trailer alone. So, my partner is very much into Ratchet and Clank. I just realised I am becoming harder and harder to see. I will turn on the light in a second. Um, my partner is for very those much listening into at home. Uh, Simon is slowly turning red. <laughs> yeah, I'm turning like a nice red orange at the moment. Mm. Um, so, yeah, my my partner. Huge fan of Ratchet and Clank games. I uh, think they're great. Uh, has played pretty much all of them. I have never played a Ratchet and Clank game. Me either. I <laughs> pre-ordered it the other day. Actually, I went into EB, picked up um, Pokemon Snap, pre-ordered Ratchet and Clank, pre-ordered Resident Evil, Good and I can say with. Full confidence that pre-ordering Ratchet and Clank is an excellent idea. This game looks, yeah, looks brilliant. Holy shit, this looks incredible. I was a bit iffy about it at first. I'm like, oh, look, it looks clever. It looked like it will be fun, but I don't know if it'll be worth it. But nah, this has completely sold me. So, no, no, I just wanted to sort of point out a few of the little details that really make this stand out to me above any and and all other trailers that I've seen. I think the only other 
game that I saw with animation similar to this is Kina Bridge of Spirits. That Ooh, um, yeah. PS5 oh, that exclusive. I keep forgetting oh, about yeah. that game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That game has similar, uh, like, I guess the fine detail. It feels like it's hand animated, like a Pixar movie. It um, does. It does give Pixar vibes. And, I, and and when you you see the characters speak in Ratchet and Clank in the in the um, gameplay footage that they released, they're so expressive. They're like over the top, and they're like really really emoting it. They're like you know moving around that kind of thing. It, it just man, you can just buy into it so much more. It just it, I don't know. It, it's immersive. It's beautiful. I love that. I really hope. I think with the PS4, we saw a lot of stuff leaning into realism uh, with their first party games. I'm hoping we start to see a bit of a deviation to to particular art styles. So, mm. I mean, Keelan, you and I have been playing a lot of Fortnite lately, and we keep talking about how distinct this art style is, and it looks mm. really good because of it. Yeah. Is it pushing the system to its max? Not at all. But it looks good, and everything fits, and things are emotive and expressive. A little bit over the top, they're easier to read. Exactly. With Ratchet and Clank, same thing. It's very distinct. But it allows for us to properly appreciate what's happening on the screen because in real life, when you hit a box full of uh, nuts and bolts, they don't bounce around the screen as this box explodes into a trillion pieces. I want to see that though. And with Kina, I want to see like, you know, the grass doesn't look real, but it looks good. The, like the yes. nature of the game doesn't look realistic, but it looks incredible. It, it's an idealized version. We all have to realize version. that real life looks shit. Yeah, real life does. is boring. We We're don't need done to it. see real life again. We can go outside <laughs> to do that. Exactly. I'd rather not go outside opposite. if I can avoid it right now. But <laughs> regardless, now um, I wanted to point out the um the one other thing as well. Um, this game features ray tracing pretty heavily, and. I have to say, like Insomniac are like wizards or something. Mm. They're doing something Best incredible. In the game, Insomniac, um, right now. They're doing something incredible, just like they did with uh, Spider Man with Miles Morales and the implementation there. They had that 60 frames per second mode with ray tracing in it, and it looks good. And they had to make obvious cutbacks, but it looks great, and you're running so smooth. I really hope that we see something like that in this game, but in the state that it is in currently you can still see a whole lot of like ray trace details. One thing that yeah. I want to point out, um, there is an enemy, I guess, near the beginning of the trailer where uh, it's like a robot. It's got this glass pane in front of its face. I guess the robots have faces. I don't know. It's got three eyes and it's got this glass thing in front of the eye. And uh, Rivet, Rivet's the name, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Rivet is sort of jumping towards this monster to attack it, to hit it in the face. And you can see reflected in the glass over its eyes that Rivet is coming at it. Like it, it that is just incredible and it grounds everything. It makes it just seem like oh, Speaking man, of eyes. So detailed. The the thing that I saw on Twitter where somebody had taken a still shot of the part where Ratchet gets a new glove and he's looking at it. And you see the reflection of the glove in his eyeball as he moves. That's it is, crazy. It's not Beautiful. something that, It's, again, it's going to be one of the things you don't notice when you play it. But if you took it away, you'd be like, hmm, this feels different now. But it's just going to add such a subtle layer of realism to the game. To what could, is already a beautiful, beautiful looking game. Um, one of the really interesting things and exciting things for people who are familiar with Ratchet and Clank games and I'm I'm quite familiar 
with the franchise, I played them a lot back in the old video easy days. Um, being based around, you know, different dimensions and stuff like that, a lot of the world will be remixed versions of worlds we've seen previously, mm. um, which I'm very much looking forward to. And it's, it's going to be a nod to those familiar with the franchise, but they're very clear to say, hey, if this is your first Ratchet & Clank game, you're fine. There's, the the, the law of Ratchet & Clank is all over the shop. There's been like a trillion games, like two movies now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all over the shop, so they just kind of... With the 2016 version, or is that like a remake of the I, first one? It, it was kind it was of a, a remake, reboot. reboot. Yeah, it was Nothing. like a soft reboot in the sense that it was the same as the original Ratchet and Clank game, but it was made to go in conjunction with the movie and it retold the story, but it didn't do anything complete. Right. Like it, it changed a few things, but yeah. not a lot. And yeah, it's extremely very good. good. Mm. Uh, one of the best PS4 games I played. No, I think it was the it's real- available on PlayStation Now or PlayStation. Plus collection. That's the word. Yes, it is. PlayStation Plus, Plus collection. That's yes, the one. If you haven't played it, go get that right right now. And they come back to PS5. Go get it now. One more thing that I absolutely have to flag. It's only a couple of seconds, a few seconds towards the end of the trailer, but they show off the photo mode in the yes. new game. Yes. And holy shit, it looks detailed. You can put point lights in. You can yeah, compose yeah. your like that. This has got me excited. Mind. As somebody who falls into photo modes a lot, I, it's always annoying which is like when you can't pause a moment perfectly. An object is just moving. Yes. I'll never get that again. In this one, you can place objects within the world in a 3D space, it looks like. The, you know, where your line is going to come in, where you want certain things. Because it doesn't... I, I like this because it doesn't affect the game. Yeah. You can, you know, if you want to make... If you're playing as Rivet, Turn her into Clank, give him a hat, put something in the background, and then, like, whatever. Doesn't affect the game itself. You're just going to have a fun photo. Yes. Uh, I, I like this is really inviting people to take photos. And again, not a game I'd expect to have a super in-depth photo mode. Right. But I guess Insomniac really, really learned what a good photo mode can do for advertising on social media from what happened with Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah. was the photo mode online. Yeah. And um, I still, every now and then, see people post up photos of, like, Miles Morales just dicking around New York. And it, it's so fun. So, oh, more photo modes, but Insomniac is leading the way here. Yeah, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would honestly personally argue that in terms of just I don't know. I think the ease of use of the photo mode, this is the most attractive one I've seen. Yeah. Also, sorry, just to st- uh, stop there. You said easy, easy of use. Because um, I remember too, this is towards the end of the trailer. Um, they showed the accessibility options. Yes. I can't, I can't speak much yes. for accessibility options, but I've seen uh, a lot of uh, people like Steven Spawn and stuff like that on Twitter who's a massive advocate for accessibility options in games. I feel like Last of Us 2, the real watershed moment for Sony. Yes. Yes. They realize how important accessibility options are, how many more people can enjoy the stories they're telling, how many people, more people That's- can enjoy video games. Yeah. And I, I, I think this is just going to become a rolling norm in games. And that makes I me so happy because one of the things that, like, I remember when Last of Us 2 came out, there was all sorts of discourse about that. But one of the things that genuinely made me tear up multiple times was seeing disabled gamers 
playing it and going into the accessibility options and seeing things that would make the game more playable for them and more enjoyable yes. and they could really get into it. And that warms my heart so fucking much. So I'm really, really happy to see Sony um, sticking with this. And even, oh, there was another game that was revealed this week and I'm completely blanking on it, but the developers came out and said, hey, here's a survey. Uh, we want... Uh, disabled gamers and stuff to to fill out the survey we need your feedback so we can add everything we can possibly add to this game so you can enjoy it to it, it, it you know, to the fullest that makes me really happy it's yeah. really, really good um it's it's one of those things that um it's it's weird i always find this conversation around accessibility options gets lumped in with easy modes for, oh, yeah, it's, for completely, it's completely different thing yeah yeah, but for some reason they're always lumped in together, and I guess I'm kind of doing that now, which doesn't help. But anyway, um, I just think having all of these options, because of the fact that they're options, doesn't detract from you know your hardcore gamers getting what. No, they if you want don't want to use them, don't use them. If you don't need to use them, absolutely. Don't use them. I, I, I hate that argument. Use them, but having these games available to more people, so that way more people can enjoy the media and the story and the art, the animation, what have you. Having more people enjoy the thing that you enjoy is surely only a good thing. Exactly. All right. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm very happy, and I want to see gaming uh, as an entire medium do a lot better in terms of accessibility. The fact that we've only had a few standout moments thus far, we need more. Hundred um, percent. Uh, back to the 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 trailer we saw. Um, like I mentioned, we're going to see different dimensions. We're going to see different dimensions. So we see remixed versions of levels from previous Ratchet and Clank games. Also, remixed characters. We see Miss Miss Zircon, not Mrs. Zircon. She's a different character. Um, she's a weapon sales seller. She's going to be selling you all sorts of gloves and pistols and rockets. Um, now the Zircons. I mean, you guys may not know Zircons are recurring characters. We've seen the whole family. It started with a Mr. Zircon, who was a, a weapon, basically. Yes, I know that They've been that one. weapons, they've been friends, they've been enemies, they've been bosses, and now they are salespeople. I love the Zircons so much in the game. Mm-hmm. We also see um, wall running, which has been in the game before, but we see a real focus on very smooth traversal. Um, I'm getting... It's just scratching that Titanfall 2 itch that I constantly have. I've been talking about Titanfall 2 so much this week. Uh, like I mentioned with Returnal, the dual sense triggers get a get a bit of a run on this one. Half pressed down, the gun we saw was like a machine pistol. Um, half pressed down, you're gonna get a single more accurate shot. Full pressed down, you get a barrage. So I think all weapons in these games, I and mean, we know Insomniac love a secondary firing option on their guns. Resistance. Um, we're gonna see that used a lot. Now. Jesse. on the topic of weapons man okay so like i said i've never played ratchet and clank before this is some ridiculous shit like i I don't understand what that that weapon that took what is i don't know was it turning enemies into grass or something i don't know the the topiary gun so yeah you turn them into they're like these bee create their bees and you shoot them with this watering can basically and it turns them into hedges that you can then oh, just attack <laughs> now i know where this question is going go on I'm excited that is so freaking dumb but it's also amazing and i love that that's super weird you are familiar with ratchet and clank right 
So yes, I wanted I to ask you about weapons in Ratchet and Clank. What are your favorite weapons? Tell I, me something I weird. Put Tell me together something strange. A list of four. Um, first up, the temporary gun that turns people into into hedges is there is a certain class of weapons within Ratchet and Clank that is basically shoot to turn into funny. Okay, so you yes. shoot them with a, <laughs> with a, a ray, and that will turn into something. We've got the sheepinator. Uh, that was the first one that came to mind. Turn people to sheep. Um, but my favorite one is the quacker ray. I've written these ones down. The quacker ray turns enemies into ducks, as you assume. But the best thing is the ducks then lay explosive eggs. Whoa. So you can you can use them to your advantage. If you've got a room full of enemies, you turn a few into ducks, and then you get a few. You know, you get some uh, AOE attacks in as well. You got the bee mind glove. You throw out mines that shoot out robot bees. Oh, wait, wait. So the mines have to be triggered by enemies first and then it shoots robot bees out? Basically, you, you throw them kind of like grenades. Like you throw them as like at enemies and they, oh, right, they get right. triggered and these robot bees come out and they attack in swarms. Um, one of my favorites and one of the most like visually appealing guns is the pixelizer. It's a shotgun that turns enemies into pixels. Like, like, yes, oh, I like it that. It looks really cool. And then probably the most famous slash infamous gun from Ratchet Clank, the Rhino... Uh, R-Y-N-O, uh, rip you a new one, uh, the Rhino 5. It's a minigun, the center barrel shoots rockets, and when you shoot it, it plays the 1812 Overture um, by Tchaikovsky. It's <laughs> okay. very dramatic when you when you fire it. It's very cool. And that that's what this game does. One of the reasons I liked it's, um, Insomniac's Resistance so much is because they kept the same outlandish thinking with weaponry and they put into a serious world. Yeah. Insomniac does weapons. I, th- I think they make the best weapons in gaming because they, they're fun. They're memorable. Um, but I, I can imagine I think we're going to see some even even wilder ones. And there are there are definitely ones I've, I've, I've looked over. There are so many. Oh, they love a good glove. A lot of, a lot of gloves in this game. I like the uh, robot arm that uh, the new Lombax has. That rivet has. It's mm. cool. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, it is uh, cool. I want to know, does she have a clank? Is it like a wooden clank? Because <laughs> I want a wooden clank, like, you know, in future, I want this wooden bender. I want that. <laughs> He's just, like, made of pine. I would love that so much. Anyway, we'll actually kind of bury the lead a little bit with what made this trailer, what makes this game special. The speed. So, traveling mm. dimension to dimension, you're, you, there are dimensional rips. Rifts, if you will. Rift apart. That's where they got it from. And you can yank yourself into them to instantly, instantly load a new world. It doesn't just load in a small section of the world. The whole map loads instantly. And you're suddenly in a different place. Yeah. Um, there's a fight in the trailer where you're fighting a, a boss called the Nefarious Juggernaut. And... It's a big robot and it sort of pushes you into a rift and you're fighting between worlds and you, you land in the yeah. middle of a desert and there's like wildlife there and they don't know who to attack. They start attacking both of you. It feels so cool. It is, it is the ending, you know, sorry, it's that midway sequence from um, Into the Spider-Verse when they're fighting through dimensions and stuff like that and tearing shit apart. Yeah. It's yeah. that and it feels so cool. Um, mm. There's a part where Rivet hits a bolt and the level changes as she's hitting it. I mean, Keelan, you're, you're a more, more 
technically minded of the three of us. Are you impressed by that? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's staggering. Like there's a sequence where um I think it's Rivet who is riding some kind of worm or bug or something. Ah uh, yes. And you're traveling at this high speed and you're just flying through this level and then a portal opens on the other end and you're in a new space or, or again and you're traveling through this at the same speed and you're just jumping between these worlds that use completely different assets. They feel completely different. That is incredible. Like this is a um, a real, I think the first showcase beyond just being like, oh, look how fast this game loaded. Like this is actually yeah. gameplay related. And it's, I'm here for it. I want to see more of this in other games as well. Well, with that being said, um, I think I think that's sort of the thing that's uh, sort of striking me the most as well is that you can rift jump or whatever the term officially was to go from like you you pull yourself through the rift to land in a different spot in an arena or whatever, and just the instantaneousness of that. It's just seamless, even though it is still the same area and you're just basically teleporting from one spot to another. There's no deloading the character model and reloading or anything. It's just through. One thing I'm very curious about with that. So, yeah, it looks like there's two types of rifts. There's rifts that will, sorry, there's three types. One will take you to a whole new world, like a complete whole new world. One is to go into pocket dimensions, which are like challenge arenas. And then there are ones that will teleport you within a short space of itself. So it may help you get around like a little bit of a battlefield or something like that. I wonder with those ones that you brought up, Simon, if you can shoot through them. I wonder that as well. Because I really want that. Curious. <laughs> yeah. Because you could do some real, real fun shit. Also, just like gameplay wise, there's a part where you have a cool like long range weapon and you have to shoot through one portal and you can like watch the bullet travel in the distance. That would be so fun. Hell um, yes. Oh god, I'm, like, I'm t- so taking down like a ship or something with that. I think would be really fun. You use like a traditionally short range weapon, and you yeah, just throw it. it. So like you just throw it into the into the essentially the portal. It's just making me think of portal. It, yeah, wait, same here. It's no, a I, huge really want, I want portal three now on this goddamn new hardware, but of course I want. Oh one. yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's it, it just it looks good. <laughs> like this game looks so good, and it. It sells its it's it sells itself so well to me that if you had turned to me and said, actually no, this is an animated cartoon yeah. that's going up on Netflix next week, I'd be like, cool, I'm in. Yeah, I believe I I would buy that first off. I'd be invested in that. I'd believe you, and then I'd be actually be like, right, when's it actually coming out? Because I want to watch this. This shit looks great. Well, mm-hmm. it comes out the game itself June eleventh. We're in, we're in that golden period of the year. Next week we get Resident Evil, despite some JB Hi-Fi already selling it. I tried a few, they didn't sell it to me. Um, but yeah, we've got Return, we've got Pokemon Snap right now. Then we get um, Resident Evil. The Monster Hunter DLC comes out soonish, right? Uh, already came out. Already out. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, it's a free update, by the way. How, um, how is it? It's good. Okay, <laughs> In cool. short, it's very good. Um, once you reach the end of the online story you can then start creating uh, layered armor sets so you can make your armor look like any other armor sets that you want really oh cool um, I like, yeah like all games should do that should do a transmog system of yeah some and kind. not be as yeah. compli- complex i've been reading about destiny's two destiny 2 how they've done it and it's 
it's complicated. But we've got that, yeah. and then we've got um, Ratchet and Clank. We've still got, hopefully, Horizon this year. We definitely don't have God of War 2 this year, but still. Um, I'm sure Xbox will release a game. It, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> this, this is actually, b- before we, end, r- we wrap up here, one of the things I really uh, I like Sony's sort of standing right now we, with how they're presenting to the public. They've got some internal issues, but whatever. Um, with the SSD speeds in this game, when the both consoles were being sold, it was, hey, Xbox One X is the most powerful console on Earth. It is crazy cool. It's got all these futuristic mumbo-jumbo ones in it. Side by side, more powerful than the PS5. Mm. Like, that's just, that's not even a debate. I like that Sony's like, yeah, we're a little bit weak, but we'll look what we're doing with it. And that's what's interesting me here. Like, sure, the Xbox stuff has quick resume and stuff like that, but you're showing me the SSD speeds in a game now, and you're like giving it like almost like a practical feel. You're wrapping it into the narrative of a game. Yeah. That's how I think you're going to get, you know, your everyday person be like, whoa, this, this, this actually feels different. Because if you look yeah, at stuff on paper, yeah. like if you're not technically minded, I look at stuff on paper and basically I just hope that the high number is better so I know what I talk about. But when <laughs> I play a game, I can tell it if it feels better. And I've, I've, I think that's what they're going for here. So be interesting to see where that goes. And I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll have a lot more to say about the game when it comes out, um, like I said before, on June 11th. But I think it's time we wrap that one up, eh? It's a good one. Yeah. It's been a good, wholesome week of video games that yeah, I'm very much looking it. forward to. The more Returnal and um, Pokemon Snap this week. Until Friday when Resident Evil comes out and I'm going to be stomped on by a big lady. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but Wait, if you- are you not supposed to let her stomp on you? Because I might have misread the memo on that one. If you listen to this, I winked. Um, <laughs> now... That's what that sound effect was. <laughs> that's that's the sound my eye makes and I blink. Um, <laughs> I have very wet eyelids. Now, if you want to hear about my wet eyelids, we are on Spotify and iTunes, so subscribe and leave us a review. We have a, we have 61 previous episodes before this and, and a few other ones. We have some bonus ones as well. Um, as always, a big thank you to the Fan Critical Podcast Network for their support. Um, they have more than 61 other episodes. They have hundreds of other episodes that they've reviewed they movies and TV shows and just d- dumb shit on Netflix. It's very, very good. If you want to keep up to all the, up to date with all your news, storymodegaming.com. We are on social media, as you would assume, at storymodeaus. Um, that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also on Twitch, where we film these podcasts live every Sunday evening. We also stream a bunch of games. We're streaming a bit of Apex lately. Um, bit of Final Fantasy fourteen. You can do some more Monster Hunter this week, Sai? Yeah, probably, actually. Some Monster Hunter. Chris and I are going to play some more Age of Empires. We've got some Persona coming back soon. It's all happening, so make sure you go follow us on Twitch. Plus, we're on Patreon. Search for Fan Critical. Chuck a couple of dollarinis our way. You'll get access to all sorts of bonus goodies. Yay! But Woo. with that, let's uh, let's uh, wrap that one up. So, uh, Simon, Keelan, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Everyone listening and everyone watching us on Twitch, thank you very much for joining. I hope you had fun. Um, and we'll uh, catch you around next time. So be safe, play some games, and, 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 and uh, goodbye. Mwah. <laughs>
We'll kiss. Bye. We'll kiss for the Bye. world. We'll kiss for everyone. Long time listener, first time Pokemon showing interest. Uh, 